Coming up next on The Jeff Crilly Show, you're going to meet the man behind the world's largest super soaker battle. He's going to talk about the event that's coming up and why it's more than about just setting a record. That's next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. Well, ever since I can remember, I've been fascinated with world records. I used to read the Guinness Book of World Records and, and see these fantastic feats. And even trying, even if you weren't successful, it was still amazing that would, what humans can, can do when they put their minds to it. Uh, joining me now, Colton Kroninger. He is, uh, he's the man behind the world's largest super soaker battle. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having <laughs> me. And I can't even believe we're talking about super soakers. This, this is the old-fashioned... Water yeah, guns. The water guns. Yep. Okay, so um, tell us more about your background and why you're, why you're staging this. Well, I'm a Navy veteran, um, and I got out, and, and just like you, I used to like, you know, grow up watching all the, the world record you know, types of magazines and books and stuff like that, and I've always wanted to do it. And so it's kind of always been a, a goal of mine, but then I started getting very passionate about mental health after I got out of the military, and I wanted to see how I can tie the two together. And specifically why I chose Super Soaker is because, like, what I saw is like, no matter your age, whether you're very old or, you know, like toddler, we all have done it and we all enjoy it. And it's like this 15, 20 minutes or an hour that you can kind of forget about everything and just have fun. So Outstanding. More on that in a second. We're going to scroll down your website and this uh, is allowing people to just reserve a spot. Tell us the date again. Absolutely. So it's May 13th at 4 p.m. at Grandscape and... My goal for this was to have um, a free event for everybody, so it's free for everybody. No kidding. So w when they reserve a spot, it's just giving you kind of a head count. Absolutely. And you put in how many tickets you want and all that. So that's that's outstanding. Well, I want to talk about that. You've staged something similar to this before. Mm -hmm. because So um, I believe the last one, we had a little over 2,000 people that day. No and, kidding. Um, and so, and it's crazy. So this was at the University of Texas at Arlington, and I actually ended up choosing this venue because... Um, I was wanting to be a student there and they wouldn't let me be a student there because my GPA was too low. So I wanted to get the dean's attention. So I rented out the venue, broke a world record. And then after that, I got invited to be a student there. So. <laughs> You're clever. Yeah, You're sure. quite the entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to talk about your passion for, for helping people overcome anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about your own battles with uh, PTSD and anxiety. Oh my gosh. Um, so after I got out of the Navy, I, I spent over a year locked into a bedroom. I had severe agoraphobia, PTSD, anxiety. I was waking up in ambulances and I didn't know how to be a, a normal person again. And it was, it was wild because I would spend months just to gain the courage to go out in public. And 
going out in public, a lot of people don't know or understand uh, mental health. And so if somebody treats you a little bit different because you look a little bit different, because you're acting a little bit different, that put me back into, you know, being a recluse for another six months. And so after I never dreamt about being able to help other people because I didn't think I would get through it. But once I was able to get through it, I, I wanted to make it my life's mission, mission to help people and then also raising awareness. Yeah, and I, I know uh, you started really focusing on, on the military, first responders, but with the pandemic, pretty much everybody was traumatized, weren't they? A absolutely. I think, um, I think it was a very taboo thing, especially like whenever you and I first started talking about this years ago, it was a more taboo. And I think now it's, I think uh, now I like to say there's two types of people with anxiety. You know, there's, there's people that are open about it and then people that aren't, aren't being forthcoming about it. So I think, I think everybody deals with it um, to some degree. Sure. And we're seeing a lot of um, anxiety on college campuses and high school campuses these days because of what the pandemic did. I mean, we, we took a, a whole generation of students and put them at home in front of a computer mm -hmm. for a year. So talk about kind of the mental health issues that young people are, help, are facing. Oh, I, I think, uh, again, it's just not really talked about. And then everybody, and then even um, the people that we all look up to, they all deal with it. I, I can't tell you how many people, like nurses, police, politicians, have reached out to me suffering from mental health, but they can't talk about it because they could lose their position. They could lose their nursing license. They could lose their right to hold a firearm and stuff like that. So... Um, I think I think because all these every everybody we look up to have a hard time they're not able to openly speak about it it makes it very hard for the younger generation to be open about it as well. sure and and you're doing something that I think is absolutely wonderful you're you're giving away free information we're going to pull up your mm -hmm. your website it's freeanxietyplanner.com how are you able to give this away for free so typically I just have people cover the, sh the cost of shipping and handling, like that's the expensive cost. So people cover uh, cost of shipping and handling, let me know where to send it. But I think since the last time you and I have talked, we've done about 60,000 copies of these. No kidding. The States, so. Give us kind of an overview. If somebody signs up today, what, what do they receive in the mail? So we give them a 30 day planner and you know, and this was a very difficult thing. And a lot of people ask me, like, especially like uh, during the pandemic, you know, I had the company Anxiety Hackers and my company kind of really grew during the pandemic. Um, but I would get on these different news interviews and some people would be like, well, what gives you the right? Do you have a master's? Do you have a doctorate? And I don't, I, I barely finished high school. Uh, but I tell people like, I'm not telling people what to do to get through your anxiety. All I'm doing is sharing what has personally helped me. And it happens to help, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, I would say now. Um, but I focus more on the future rather than what has happened in the past. So I'm, um, it's more like goal oriented mm -hmm. and how do we get through this? Okay, let's, let's look at the other side of this. So help me uh, kind of walk me through what, what's in the planner. Is it kind of a journal or? Right, right. So we, we, we do uh, daily, you know, daily tasks, um, things that you're thankful for. We look at, you know, planning our day out and then typically just having a schedule helps. I mean, that's, that's a huge part of this and being goal oriented and then at the end, so you've got, you track each day, you know, you have a number, you track each number. And then so every week you're able to see the progress you're making. Sure. So it's, it's 30 days, um, it's free. And then we have like a 30 day anxiety challenge course that goes with it. So every single day I'm trying to like, 
talk to you about making new friends, trying new experiences. Because um, a lot of times we can't change our environment, but we can change what happens in our environment. So we focus on that. Talk about the importance of uh, positive self-talk, because you can talk yourself into anxiety and it becomes a loop that you keep playing in your head. Absolutely, um, for sure. And so I think one of the biggest things that helped me during my time of like trying to get through the anxiety was I thought about like what I wanted to be as a kid and it was an actor. And so one day I woke up and I said, well, I would like to just have one day without anxiety. So I'm going to pretend like I'm in a movie and I'm going to be the lead role in my own movie. And I'm playing the role of somebody that doesn't have anxiety. And I woke up and I was able to do that in a day and then it worked. And then I did it next day, next day. And I didn't realize I was really just trying to get through the day, but I didn't realize I was like kind of rewiring my brain to eventually become this person that didn't have anxiety. So eventually I'm able to become that person and living the star, you know, in my own movie every single day. So it kind of happened by accident. <laughs> okay, so for the person who is watching this right now and they're saying, man, you just described me, uh, what are some action steps? What are some things that they can do right now to kind of get a, get a grip on themselves? Set some goals and then, and then go for it every single day. And like, it's definitely like, I look at mental health, it's like, um, it's a battle every single day. And that's what I've learned. And so it's just like, if you're going, you know, I'm a Navy vet. So when you go to war, the best you're prepared, if you got your vest and your, your weaponry and all your stuff and everything that can help you get through that day, the better you are suited to go to battle every day, um, the better off you are. And so it's going to be a daily battle and you're not always going to win. I have the days where I lose the battle, but it's okay. Cause the next day you can go back to battle again. And the more you prepare yourself, the more you set those goals, the more, knowledge you have about you know ways you can get through this setting goals um the easier it gets outstanding you've been an amazing guest we're going to end with the website where you can sign up for the battle soakerbattle.com the great colton chronic thanks for coming on the show thank you sir i appreciate it that's it for now we'll see you next time